0: Welcome back to another episode of Words from the B-Side with your girl, Miss B. Glad you guys again joined me for another week, another episode. Um, Hopefully, you're coming back for whatever it is I'm giving you is great. You love it and hopefully you're sharing it with your friends. Um, I am so tired this week, but of course, like I tell you guys all the time, the party must continue so we can't ever stop, um, putting out material and making sure that you guys hear from me on a consistent basis. So I'm working, I'm working. So this week I just kind of, um, want to jump right in to my news piece because there are some things that have been going on in the media aside from the circus that's always happening at the white house that we all have free tickets to. Um, There were there were two incidents that have happened this week in in schools. And I think that, you know, based on my blog, whoever actually reads my blog and even one of my podcast episodes, it is clear that I am passionate about the kids. I mean, and probably specifically, too, because I am a parent and I'm compassionate about kids because of the type of childhood that I had. So I really feel like children should have a safe place to go and feel safe and have people there who care for them and nurture them while they're growing. And a little boy went to a high school in Kentucky, and I'm not going to really get too much into it because my podcasts are already so heavy topic wise. Um, until I start to kind of give you guys some more light material. I really don't want the news part to be so heavy, but it just touched my heart. And I wanted to make sure that I acknowledged um, the fact that that is so, and that I wanted to send my prayers to the families. But this little boy went into this high school, and he shot this high school up for whatever his reasons were. I haven't even read the story because it breaks my heart to just even know that kids are going into schools with guns and acting out. Based on whatever it is that they're experiencing in their lives because they don't understand how to deal with their emotions. And he went into the school and he killed two of his peers and he injured 14 more based on the last headline that I read. And it just saddens me because my child is about, my oldest child is about to be 15. And I'm just thinking to myself, God, I, I have to pray over these kids every day they walk out that door because you have no idea what they are facing. And so I just want to send my prayers to not only the victims, families, but also to this little boy and his family. Because something is going on there that that has affected this child to a point where this is what he felt he needed to do. And then there was also another story about a little girl in a D.C. school who just committed suicide because she was being cyber bullied and it, bl- it blows my mind. These kids, they just don't know how what they say truly affects the, pers- the people around them. They don't understand. They're, they're insensitive. They say things like, well, if you're going to kill yourself, just go ahead and do it already. Not knowing that people like this little girl are willing to go off and do that. So, I mean, I, it, keep your kids close. Pray over these kids. Keep them close. Pay attention to what they're doing. Get into their social media accounts. Mind all of their business because as kids, they don't have any business. Their business is your business. They should not have any secrets that you don't know what's going on in their lives. And I don't care how intrusive my kids feel that I am. I'm taking phones. I'm looking at emails. I want access to all social media because I need to know what's happening because that's what we need to do as parents because kids don't understand the severity or the impact of the words that they say to each other. So anyway, um my last piece because I this this is not going to happen before I hit you guys up again with another episode. I don't think the Super Bowl is not. And but I'm going to talk about it this week just because my coworker, he gets on my nerves. Um be glad that you guys don't have to sit in an office with him because I be want to slap him upside the back of his head for his brutal honesty sometimes I mean even though you have to respect it but you know I'm I'm not a sports podcaster you know I have some teams that I really rock with and you know I'm always down for a good Super Bowl party but if my team is not there I'm not necessarily concerned about who wins but this year anytime New England goes to the Super Bowl I have to be on the side of the person that is playing them so the team that's playing them is the team that I'm going for so I'm a rock with Philly this year and oddly I'm gonna tell y'all I haven't turned on a football game in my house since the whole Colin Kaepernick debacle where he took a knee and every racist owner coach or watcher or player of the NFL started to rear their ugly heads so I've been on my Angela Davis, and I'm okay with that. I own that. I'm completely fine with that. I, I At first, I was like, I'm not watching anymore until he gets a job because there are quarterbacks in this league that aren't even as good as him. But he did a couple things that I think kind of pushed him out and made it easier for them. He has a mouth girlfriend who thinks that she should be able to say whatever she wants to say. She has impacted her man's money, whether she knows it or not. And opting out of his contract um, in a time where he was protesting for what he believed in, right? So, but either way, talking to all these different people who either stood with the cause or didn't, it's been very interesting to see. But for me, I stood on his side because under no circumstances should anything racist be acceptable. And as the year went on, it was very clear to me that he was being ousted based on the fact that he was taking a knee in a respectful manner in a silent protest, which he's allowed to do constitutionally, which is his American privilege and right. He was ousted for that. And they turned that issue into everything else. And at that point, When different things started to be said in the press, I could no longer support the NFL. They could never get another dollar of my money. So it was a good thing I bought my Ravens hat before all of this stuff happened, okay? Because otherwise I would have been a little upset that I gave the NFL my money. So I don't know how anybody else feels. I will likely participate in some type of festivity for the Super Bowl just for the, you know, the mingling aspect of it. But I have to pray about next season, and whether or not I can turn on the TV to actually watch the sport that I like to watch and I actually enjoy football. So y'all pray for me, keep me in your prayers because that is something that I'm really struggling with right now with the way they treated my boy. I'm I'm upset about it because the 49ers was my backup team. They were my backup team. I was I was so there for them. So you know that's another reason why I got to rock with him. But any either way, I hope um That for those of you who stuck with him and supported him, decided not to give NFL any of your viewership or dollars either for this year that they have shown out. And I still need to think about whether or not I'm even going to get back to it at this point. Until we get some more black owners in the NFL. Come on, Diddy. Come on, get these Panthers. And get your homeboys with these billions of dollars and these millions of dollars to get up in these teams too. Okay, so let's hop into... The topic for the evening, I actually want to talk about is something is funny because um, I've been having a lot of um, deep conversations with a couple of friends. And don't get me wrong, y'all. I'm not always deep. I'm not always introspective and I'm not always thinking about life. But of course, you go through ebbs and flows where you're growing and you're nurturing that growth. And you're taking ownership of decisions and mistakes that you've made so that you can be a better person. So, of course, all of that flows down to you lovely people and you get to hear about the journey. Um, So I've been talking a lot and of course the friends do as well. They bring a lot of things out of me and that's how this topic came about. And I kind of want to really touch on the attitude we take when it comes to preparing for failure in certain situations in our lives. Now, you know, they always uh, say, you know, we prepare for the worst, but pray for the best. And I think a lot of us have lived by that. But a lot of that to me is shaped based on the experiences that we have. I think that people typically like to plan for the failure, even though that's not what they want. Is because when you get a success out of a situation, when you win, that's pleasant. It feels good. It's a surprise that you welcome. So, of course, in your mind, that's always what you want. But if you don't plan for the latter, if you don't plan for something to go wrong and it goes wrong, it's a, diff- it's a disappointment beyond disappointment. And, you know, it's funny because we're bracing ourselves for the disappointment we're bracing ourselves for the failure you know we're bracing ourselves for the outcome that we don't want and we begin to live our lives like that it filters down into everything that we do because you know whatever happens in your mind whatever you believe in your heart right it manifests in your life and I think sometimes we forget that. So if you're always looking at yourself as a failure, you're always looking at yourself as a disappointment, you're always looking at, you know yourself as a person that always receives the shorter end of the stick, those things will happen to you. I've seen it done. You know, I'm very close to someone in my life who has always been down on their luck. And when you look at her, you see. That she's always down on her luck. You see that um, she wants things. She aspires for things. She attempts to do things. And she's doing it with this this spirit of fear in the process. And she'll speak from her mouth that, oh, this happened to me. Oh, this probably won't work out because things don't ever work out for me. And I can tell y'all without a shadow of a doubt, it almost always happens that way. She almost always gets exactly what she speaks from her mouth. And, you know, I do understand because I've been in situations where I'm like, eh. I mean, I'm going in negative. I'm going in with the thought in my mind that "Mm, that's not going to work out. That's probably not going to happen. And a lot of times that's real. But I realize I'm doing that because there have been so there have been so many disappointments. You know, that job interview, I can't tell y'all how many job interviews I went on knowing I was qualified, went in, you know, blew it away, surprised myself, you know, never nervous, giving them everything they wanted, shining, you know, feeling good about it, answering all their questions. And then some with confidence, my resume matched everything that I said. I met everything in the rec, but I would always come out with, uh, I bet I'm not going to get that job. And when I tell y'all that most of the time it has happened exactly that way, the only time that things really have flowed the way that I have wanted them to flow is when I went in with a spirit of expectancy because I had that one thing that we always have to have in order to have a life that shows we live intentionally, that we do things intentionally, that we go in with a spirit of expectancy for success. And that thing is hope. You can't live this life without hope. If you put negativity in your heart on a regular basis and you feel that you don't deserve certain things, you don't feel deserving of the things that you're out here trying to get. You don't feel deserving of the things that you want to accomplish. Those things are not going to manifest in your life. So you got to change your whole mind. You got to change the whole way that you look at things. The reality of the situation is we have to be careful what our way of thinking is. So if you can identify now with yourself as a person that is always predicting the outcome of negativity, you have to work on you and you have to change your mind. It has to be a mind over matter situation. Yes, things don't always turn out the way we planned. But you have to know in your heart that sometimes when that thing doesn't turn out the way that you plan, it's because that was not meant for you. It wasn't meant for you to have. It wasn't meant for you to do. It wasn't a place that was meant for you to go. So when it doesn't turn out right, you have to look at that as an opportunity to change the game plan up and begin again. I say it all the time. I've said it in the last couple of episodes that I have recorded. I've said it a thousand times on my blog. I've said it a thousand times to my friends and family because that is something that I know for fact. I think we have to get to a place where we're okay with things not working out. Because even though we're hopeful for a great outcome, we go into it with a positive mind. We go into it with positive energy. Once, once that thing doesn't turn out the way we want, that positive energy will allow our mindset to view it in a way that can switch things up for us to do something different. It it creates a level of creativity that allows you to switch the game up and keep moving in the direction of something else. So that that spirit of... A feeling like it's never going to work out for you. It's never going to be right for you. It's never going to work out for you if you keep up that mindset. I know that um, my faith tells me that you can't pray. You can't have a spirit of expectancy. You can't be hopeful in the blessing coming to you and then turn around and worry about it. And that means... That you cannot go into it positive, and and on the other side be like, no, nah, that's not going to happen for me. Factual information right now today, I am planning for something six months down the road. I'm planning for something that I am expecting myself to do in August of 2018. I have a hard deadline I have set for myself. I have conditions and parameters that I have set for myself. But there is a small part of me, so that if I don't land in the spot that I want to land in, in the way I want to land, there's a small part of me that is saying, hmm, it might not work out. And that eases the hopeful spirit of success. It eases. the the weight of all the responsibility and all the steps and all the decisions that it's going to take to get to that point. So if it doesn't, I feel like, okay, well, some part of me knew that it wasn't going to do that. So I work on that on a day to day. Cause I'm no one is harder on you than you are on yourself, right? So when you make certain decisions in your life and things don't turn out the way you plan and, and it's all messed up and nothing happened the way you calculated it, you know, you start beating up on yourself for every little thing. And I've been there, been in that space, dwelled there too many times. And that's why I can share this. I can say that. Cause it's a work in pro- I'm a work in progress. You know, if you are a person that continues to feel like it just might not happen, it just might not be for me. Even things that you can control and you know that you can benchmark every step you make and that you can get to that place that you want to get to, but you still have a little bit of negative spirit around it. I've been there. Even when you can control it, you still have that spirit. And sometimes that's where I dwell because there are certain things where I was willing them in my mind. Like, it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. It's coming. It's happening. And then the time came and the Lord was like, Yeah, no. so that's what you thought was going to happen. But no, I have a different story for you. Not happening. Let go of that idea in your mind. Scratch it. Do something else. We got to learn to bounce back from those moments that feel disappointing. And never lose the hope that we have in the success of our lives and other decisions that we can make for the betterment of ourselves and those around us. So that's what I want people to walk away with. Never give up hope. That's number one. Because if you don't have hope in this life, you have nothing. We aspire to be, to have, to do, to execute greatness. We expect intentional living that leads to happiness, peace, and a joy that cannot be bought or paid for. We aspire to those things. Since that's what we aspire to, we got to keep that in the forefront of our mind. The hope that we have that those things will come to pass and they will manifest in our lives is something that we cannot let go of. Life will be miserable without it. Hope is to wish and to expect, and to look forward to. And if you don't have that, what do you have? Do not lose the ability to hope for positive things in your life just because you've been through some things that were disappointing. That's number one. Number two, change your mind. When something bad happens in your life, or something that you did not expect or plan for, guess what? Take it as a learning opportunity. I have said it before. It is a chance to grow. It is a chance to learn. It is a chance to be better. So if you execute something similar in the future, you're better. You've been there. You know better. When you know better, you do better. So that's number two. And lastly, what I want to say is. Do not, under any circumstances, allow anything that has happened to you. Dictate how you will be, how you will respond, how you will live, how you will love, how you will make decisions, who you will be, who you are becoming. Do not let that affect those things. Do not let those negative things drive where you are going in your life. Because if you're living, negative things will always come to pass. But like I always say, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. So stop feeling like a failure because one thing fails. Stop feeling that everything will fail because a few things in a season in your life don't work out. It is completely fine because that wasn't the thing you needed to get to the next place in your life. Keep hope alive because that's what it takes to live an intentional, purposeful life. So hopefully that was helpful, of course, to someone as it was to me. I'm just moving to allow uh, myself and my experiences to be an example and to impact someone's life in a positive way to make them look at things in a different light. So I hope you guys have a great week and I hope you guys have a great weekend and I will see you guys on the other side.